Welcome to episode 10. I'm joined by my special guest, uh, my oldest friend. If you want to get in a time machine and see when we met, uh, my guy Ephraim Vega. What's up, bro? What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah. Uh, he is my, not only my uh, video game go-to guy, but also you're a cinephile just as much as I am, I think. Right. Yeah, I would say uh, you and I definitely uh, are the geeks of our crew. <laughs> <laughs> Video games, movies, and stuff like that, comics, and so. Yeah, for sure, man. So I definitely, I when I had this idea, I was like, I gotta get Ephraim on. Um, so what we're doing today, guys, we're going to, and I think this will be the first episode of probably three-part series of uh, movies based on video games. I think uh, there's quite a few now. What do you think? Yeah, there's just just a couple. Probably something that uh, could be done without, but uh, but that's life, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and I think we're gonna stick to live action for now. I know there's like some animated ones out, and those are probably fairly newer movies, but yeah, um, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yep, they're probably better. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely better. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Sonic, but that was that actually... was a nice surprise. Yeah. Sense. I didn't, you know, after everything it went through with all the publicity, with like the character and everything. That's when the gamers having a voice works wonders. Yeah, I was amazed at that, man. So yeah, let's get to uh, to our list. We got, uh, I'm going to call them the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> I think right now, um, close to like 30, I think almost 40 um, live action films. I think it's like 38 or so. So Okay. Yeah, there's more than you would think, for sure. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Well, you'll see what, as we go through this list tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to do this based on state. So uh, do you want to go first on the, the first one here? I'll let you go first, kick it off, and see what the rhythm's like. All right. So uh, the first film is Super Mario Brothers. Uh, this was released on May... 28th 1993 i think i was probably 13 going on 14 definitely uh probably had high expectations for this when it came out yeah uh, i think it was uh pretty hyped up for a certain crowd mm-hmm. it was it's uh i just remember thinking because the game was so popular at that time too i think that was uh, a little bit after i think mario world came out Maybe a couple uh, years after Mario Yeah, World. I think so. I think Mario World... Are talking about the movie or the game itself? The game itself, yeah. Yeah, the game... Yeah, Mario World was like 91, 92. I know it was going to Japan first. It's something around, yeah. the, around that time. So at that time, you know, I was like pretty hyped for the movie because, you know, that game was pretty dope when it came out for Super Nintendo. Uh, but when you get into the movie, it kind of gets sketchy because... It's definitely not in that world because <laughs> it starts <laughs> off in New York, right? So. Yeah, they, they went another way on that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. We got Bob Haskins playing Mario, I think, and yeah, uh, the John Leguizamo. 
playing uh, Luigi? I think it's Liguzamo, but uh, I think Sorry. people know who I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Leguizamo. I'll, I'll say it legit. John Leguizamo. Well, it's kind of a synonym for the movie, right? You know, it's spelled one way, but it's uh, done differently. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened, dude. And then the title for this film was This Ain't No Game. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the cover right now, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, Bob Hoskins and Donald Guzman were doing both sides of the M with a thumbs up and a salute. It doesn't get yeah, dude. No game even that. <laughs> I almost thought it was cover for uh, bad dudes. Oh my gosh, dude! That now see that's gonna be a whole other episode. We're gonna mm. have to talk about games that should be movies instead of games that were made into movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bad Dudes is basically like District 13, or not District 13, what's that movie called? District B13, where it's like... Yeah, like Bonnie Luther, the, uh, the French one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was a cool that, That's Bad Dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's Bad Dudes right there, where they're jumping on top of fences and just fighting people. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> doing helicopter kicks. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was fun times. So... Did you know? I, I didn't know this about Mario Brothers. It was distributed by Walt Disney Studios. Uh, you know, I did not remember that, but I remember reading about the movie and Nintendo Power of all things before it came out, and they had a, a nice little preview. And I now that you say that, I remember reading something about Disney being involved in it. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude! So that's a rude awakening. That's funny. Deep cuts, even with Nintendo Power on there. Yeah, rest in peace. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was like the that was like the magazine I always wanted, but my parents would never buy me. Like, nope. <laughs> what, what do you want that shit for? There's nothing in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's nothing of substance. <laughs> Look at me now. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's that's the first movie on this list. Um, it, it's kind of I I think it's so bad now that it's kind of got like a cult following. It's oh yeah, for things. sure. Over the years, it's definitely been given that title. So bad, it's yeah, good. It's just a fun movie to watch when you're drinking with friends and and not taking things uh, seriously. Yeah, for real. The story's kind of, I guess, if you weren't a video game fan, you could follow it as a movie. But if you were the fan of the game, you'd be kind of confused. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it might be a little confusing if you're not a fan, but. <laughs> it's definitely uh it rolls off the tongue better if you had not known that this was based on a video game <laughs> oh my god yeah because like okay uh somehow dinosaurs evolved into people and then <laughs> right there already people evolved from monkeys and uh then uh princess daisy was it daisy daisy yeah it was, yeah, it was daisy um <clears throat> she grew up on earth but she's really she hatched out of an egg I think that was like the thing yeah, in the movie. I think so. I think you're right on that. This one's about like a meteorite crashing into Earth and killing dinosaurs, splitting the universe or something. But you know what's even more confusing is in the movie, I think her father was like King Toadstool in the movie and they they had that evolve and de-evolve chair that they would use on people. Yeah. And he, he de-evolved into a, like a mushroom. Yeah, a some kind of fungus, right? Yeah, but somehow she hatched out of an egg. So I'm confused. Right you think that'd be like Yoshi or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, shouldn't she grown out of a, a mushroom or something? But yeah, that's kind of the movie in a nutshell for me. 
mean, it, it has funny moments, action, and stuff like <clears throat> that. But yeah. <laughs> um. So do you want to go on to number two on this list of the Dirty Dozen? So the next film would be Double Dragon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guilty pleasure right there. It is. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the cover of this one here. And the cover at least looks straight up like a video game. Yeah, it does. Power, Justice, Darkness, Light. Oh, man. Two halves of an ancient puzzle are the only hope. And they got, they got the uh, picture of the medallion cracked in half with each brother yeah. on top of each one. Um, <laughs> so what did you think of the game, man, before we get into the movie? Yeah, going from the games, well, at that point, I think there might have been, obviously, the first one, Arcade, Double Dragon, and obviously it was off for NES already. Double Dragon mm-hmm. 2 might have been out, and it's possible that Super Double Dragon may have been out for Super Nintendo at this time, since I think it was already out for a couple of years here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I think they were trying to build on that. And because obviously it was super popular in the arcade, very popular. I think that and Bad News were like contesting with each other to obviously get the quarters right. And so I yeah, think this one actually became a more famous one, of course. We all know that now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I think Hollywood obviously got wind of it and there's money to be made, right? Yeah, the little man. kids get their parents to see a movie based on a video game. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what could go wrong uh, Scott Wolf of uh, Party of Five fame and Mark DeCastle so at that point I knew him from Only the Strong which is the Scott oh, yeah. movie that's a guilty pleasure in itself right there oh yeah that's a good one and then uh, Alyssa Milano and Terminator himself Robert Patrick so they had uh, I guess a decent cast but they're called Jimmy and Billy Lee and they weren't really fitting that description they're uh <laughs> right, so Hollywood in the early '90s. What are you gonna do? Hollywood <laughs> with the whitewashed and not even all the way whitewashed. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Mark DeCosco's like that dude was a legit martial artist. Oh yeah, he's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem, kind of, with this film because he was like, if he's not doing it, isn't doing his martial arts stuff on the film. Like Scott Wolf is just like throwing punches over here and swinging arms around. And it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> you can tell if you cannot fight. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, I'm sorry if he ever happens to hear this. It just looks like he wasn't training as long as Mark. Let's just say that. No, it definitely helps that Mark already knew pretty much everything to do regardless. So he definitely had the uh, advantage yeah. on that front. I definitely grew up with this game, dude. Like Double Dragon 2 was my jam on the Oh, yeah. I, I played that like to death. I probably beat that game like I don't know how many times. Um, and then the film is just is just um, it's it's like of that time, kind of like Ninja Turtles in a way. You know, it got that. Uh, it's kind of like a, an adventure, but it's not as cohesive as Ninja Turtles and sticking to the source material as much. Yeah, and you can see how one worked and one didn't. <laughs> yeah, man, and that's that's kind of the problem. Uh, with a lot of these films, I think when they're not done well, is the, the source material isn't like adhered to. Uh, Alyssa Milano here as Marion, which is the girlfriend that, well, from the video game, who gets punched in the gut and thrown over the shoulder and taken <laughs> away in the game in the beginning. Yeah. Didn't happen here, at least as far as I remember. Uh, no, she is the leader of the Power Core in that movie. Uh, that is like some gang. For the most part, eye candy for the movie, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I'm sure sure. everyone remembers the scene where she's crawling through the tunnel, and yeah, (laughs) that's the scene that I think most people remember the most. 
unfortunate. Yeah, for, <laughs> that that's yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's it. Man. <clears throat> that's um, and they even kind of whoever's filming this movie kind of like you can tell he's that's all he's literally trying to do. <laughs> so, it's kind of bad. Yeah. Um. Just the uh, medallion. Put them together so they gain power, and it's just uh, it's just something else. They should have had the it should have ended with the two brothers fighting each other from here and at the end, like the game. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it didn't work out because then at the end, they still turned and uh, had a fight, Robert Patrick. Yeah, somehow had uh, an Asian villain name, but a, an American name at the same time. So <laughs> go, go figure. His name was uh, something Coco Shuko, something like that. Coco Beware, what. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's Koga. My bad. I totally said that wrong. Koga <laughs> be <laughs> He probably would have spiced this flick up. Probably, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, that's Double Dragon, I guess, in a nutshell. Um, would you recommend it to anyone? A bunch of these are pretty bad, but this one's also kind of in that uh, certain place was through Marvel. There's something that you could probably watch now and just appreciate the silliness of it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just silly now. It is, man. It, you know what is funny to me when I think about that movie? I think about how how Escape from New York essentially created the same environment, but like 30 years before, almost, <laughs> and it was better. Yeah, because of the uh, Russell and John Carpenter filmmakers there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm laughing too loud. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, definitely. You can't you can't, you know, say anything bad about that. <laughs> uh I guess we'll go on to the next one here. Um, oh yes, this is a good one. Yes. So, uh, can I take this one? Yeah, go ahead. All right. We are on to <laughs> nineteen ninety-four. Uh the film is Street Fighter. Uh you know, one thing I'll do real, really quickly, because I don't think we did it for the first two. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll do the like the box office for those films, right? Okay. I think Super Mario Brothers made $20 million in the box office. All right. Uh, when it was released. Against a budget of $48 million. <clears throat> okay. Uh-huh. Now we know why Nintendo never let any of their other properties become films. So, and then uh, Double Dragon made uh, two million. Jeez, what was wow. the budget on that? Uh, the budget on Double Dragon, uh, seven point eight million dollars. Okay, that's a little better, but that's still crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <clears throat> it, man. So, well, they didn't have Dennis Hopper. Uh, I know. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's probably true. So, on to Street Fighter. Uh, Released on December 23rd, 1994. Jeez, bro, this was a Christmas movie. Wow, I, I remember that at all. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. I remember seeing it at the theater, but I didn't remember it. Was a, damn, it came out at Christmas time? Yeah, another movie that came out uh, probably, we were probably about 14, 15 at the time. Yeah. Um, in high school. Definitely at the arcades, playing games and stuff. Especially Street Fighter. I mean, come on, Oh, sure. Street Fighter was like, the, that was like the fighting game for for me. It was like oh, I remember yeah. th- that was like the first fighting game I think I ever really played a lot. I played it in Mexico too for the first time. Like that was the first time I ever saw it. I think I might have seen it for the first time. Yeah, I think in Lakehurst, the mall over close to us where we lived. They had a couple arcades, Cyber Station and Lattice Castle. And I think I remember at Lattice Castle they had it, and it was just seeing that for the first time. I was like, wow, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then from there, I would 
I remember. Played at the lighthouse, which is closer to my old house when I lived with my parents back in the 90s. Do they? I go to the quarters mm-hmm. to play one game. <laughs> Watch the team and play one game. <laughs> I used to do that too. I used to. Uh, so the I remember just kind of backtracking a little bit. I saw, I think it was, it was like Blanca versus Dawson. Yeah. Um, that was like the first fight I saw and I was like, yo, this is crazy. What is this? And uh, I earned the, the moniker of the Arcadian from my family in Mexico, my cousins, said, because that's where I was at the whole time. He's taking after Eddie or what? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the Eddie Arcadian. <laughs> that's my that's my English translation to, to from Spanish. Oh, man. Uh, they, they would call me Maquinitas, because that's what they would call Arcadians. Okay. Because that's, that's where I would stay at the whole time. I was like... You know where Caesar at? Oh, he's at the arcade. Yeah, that's basically where I was at the whole time. Funny, but um, I used to do that too. I used to have like fifty cents and uh, Mike's Pizza off of Lewis. They had a yeah, they did cabinet have it, right? Street Fighter Two in the back. Yeah, they, they had it in the back, and I would walk all the way over from my parents' house to play one game. Ah, uh, the good old days. That's probably why we hold up the film so much because we had such high expectations. Yeah, and again, Hollywood uh, went a different way. <laughs> Like the game is really set up as Ryu being like the main character, along with Ken, I guess you would say. And Guile was obviously a character in the game as well and had his own storyline and stuff. But when you think Street Fighter, you really think Ryu and Ken. And so the movie decided to take another way and use Guile as the protagonist. And hey, that's all fine and dandy. Try to do what works, right? And, and they got John Claude and named Guile, American, with the Belgian accent. So <laughs> it's a little hard to take seriously. It's, it's when I first watched the theater, I remember with a buddy of mine and our ex-girlfriends and stuff. Obviously, because I was like, Jesus Christ, 25 years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to be the high school sweetheart. <laughs> I was liking it, but bewildered at the same time, you know? And it's like, wow, that was something <laughs> when I walked out of the theater. <laughs> Dude, that is, uh, for me, is uh, you, you read my mind. That is what I thought right away is like, why is Guile the star of this film? And why is Guile not an American dude? With like, why couldn't they get the That would have made sense, you know? But, like, I can't even remember. I saw, I think I saw that at Lakers, too, uh, back in the day. Yeah, but, that's um, I also think that was a movie that I would watch when I saw it, and I thought, okay, something's going to happen here. No, it's going to happen here. No, it's going to happen <laughs> here. And then, no, it's going to happen here. And <clears throat> no, it never happened, right? So, like, Basically, that whole film, to me, it is a cult classic now because people just, you know, it's so bad, it's yeah. good. Like, to me, that film comes down to waiting till there's five minutes left in the movie to show you that Blanca is not even going to fight or whatever. <laughs> he doesn't ever become Blanca till the freaking end of this movie. <laughs> and that pissed me off so much. Yeah, I was wondering how they were going <laughs> to do that. And I guess they didn't have the money in the budget to get that information going. <laughs> But they're able to get Raul Julia flying around. And he was the best part of the movie. Raul. That's the craziest thing about that movie. That is like, a guy has no business being Bison, and he's the best part of the movie. <laughs> he really was. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> He played that role. Bite. It was serious and funny. Bison again. <laughs> Could have been Dolph Lundgren again. <laughs> That's true. You know, he has he has a chin and everything. Oh yeah, he did. Like, it would have been that would have been awesome. He looked apart. Well, it was cool. He wasn't as built as Bison, but hey. Uh, 
You know, what's interesting is about this movie in particular, uh, the, the director, Steven, I think it's Steven DeSalsa, that dude, uh, he like wrote some of the biggest movies, dude, back in the day. Like he was the writer for like Commando, Die Hard, Judge Dredd, oh. like, you know, 48 Hours. He was like a pretty prolific screenwriter, you know, in, in Hollywood. But I think that was one of his first movies he ever directed. Yeah. And based on his right, yeah, based on his writing, <clears throat> you know, there was nothing, no one, he did The Running Man too. He wrote the script. Oh, that's man. So, you know, I'm pretty sure Hollywood was confident this movie was in good hands. Uh, <clears throat> but again, just because you're a great writer, like Stephen King, directing Maximum Overdrive is not always the best thing to do. You take that back, Maximum Overdrive was the best <laughs> hey i love that movie too i'm just i'm just saying oh man i understand i, I get it <clears throat> I understand. all right so so uh move on. yeah on to the next one. all right so the next movie would uh to me be definitely in the top two or three of video game movies that have ever come out which is mortal kombat came out in 1995 i can't remember the exact date it was august August, August. 18th. <clears throat> and I always remember going to the theater to see that, and it was sold out for the time I was going to. That's why I waited like an hour and a half later to finally watch it at like midnight. But <clears throat> wow. so that movie was hyped up beyond belief. I think even more than Street Fighter, to be honest. Was that how? How did you feel about the game? You know, before. You oh, I love the game. So that was another. That was probably the Street Fighter 2's first big competitor, which is you know it's still around yeah. to this day. And they're still doing their thing, and it's great. It was a fun game. It was very gory, yeah. very controversial when it came out because blood and fatalities. And parents and senators saying yeah. that this isn't good for our kids. And okay, what about all the movies? <laughs> That's another yeah. conversation. That's true. And so this movie was—they had a lot of cool. Uh, they're really hyping up the special effects. I remember before it came out. I remember watching like a behind-the-scenes sort of making of on—I don't know what channel it was at the time. The week before the movie came out, and I was being so hyped up for it, and so finally comes out, and and I liked it. It was a fun movie that uh, Paul W. S. Anderson directed it, and they had uh, yeah. anchors over Liu Kang, Sonya, uh, Johnny Cage, and Raiden, I think it was. Yeah, Raiden. And yeah. Robin Show, which yeah. was at the time of he's unknown in the U.S. I mean, he didn't really do much after that I recall. He did the Beverly Hills Ninja, so I guess yeah. <laughs> but he was a yeah. great thing to me. Yeah. And then he had Linda Nashby as Johnny Cage, and he was really fun in that role. He played that role uh, pretty well, I thought. Yeah, that dude was, well. awesome. He was awesome. Sonya Blade and Christopher Lambert. There could be only one as Raiden, so. The Highlander himself, yeah, it was, damn it. It was cool. I mean, we had a lot to be hyped up about, you know, and for all intents and purposes, I, I still go back and watch it, and I can really still enjoy it, like when I was watching it for the first time. I really still think that guy with the, with the material, as far as the game goes. And the game, like I said, was. Crazy old school Shaolin monk sort of tournaments for characters yep. who have these crazy powers, ripping heads off, limbs, and stuff like that. So people want to see that. The movie obviously wasn't rated R, so we couldn't get away with that. Yeah, had some kind of fun things to substitute for, but it was to me it was a really cool movie. Yeah, definitely, man. I agree. Um, I'm gonna run back real quick and do the Street Fighter numbers. Uh, I think Street Fighter made 99 million at the yeah. box office on a budget of 35. So that wasn't a total. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say that. Good one for that company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, from, that's from the fandom, okay. I think. 
you know, people, so many people wanted to see that do mm-hmm. well, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat, dude, for me too, uh, my brother, I think, was working at Williams at the time, and he knew I was all about Street Fighter at that time, and uh, he was like, we got this game coming out called Mortal Kombat, it's gonna blow Street Fighter, I was like, whatever, <laughs> man, I was like, shut up, you know? And then when I saw that at the arcade, I was like, oh, crap, this is a game my brother talked about. And then they're showing these, like, fatalities, and, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was like that next step for us, I guess, in adolescence. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely dug the game. Um, did the movie come out prior to the second game coming out? Um, or was it That's a good question. I'm not sure to be honest with that Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, they might. Exactly. If you look it up, they might show the console versions first or something. Not the movie. The game, <laughs> the game was released in 93. So, yeah, it was released right before. It was released before the movie. Okay. So, so yeah, even with um, all the hype. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was, that was big time hype then because I remember in the movie, um, I just watched it recently, maybe about a month yeah. back. Definitely like mm-hmm. Liu Kang, Kano's in there, Sony's in there, Raiden's in there, Shang Tsung's in there, Reptile. That was a big there. scene that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, Sub Zero, Scorpion. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I think about it because at the end of the film, uh, Shao Kahn comes out. So yeah, right. oh, yeah, part two definitely was out before the movie. Because yeah, he says that line, right? They, like, does he say that line at the end? You weak with that? I think he does. And then they do all those. And that's stamps. definitely from that's... the second game. <laughs> that's other movie. Yes. <laughs> and uh that yeah for me too man that's um i mean i guess we kind of grew up in the era of video games becoming movies because before then there i guess you could say tron kind of was maybe right maybe, but i don't know if I, I don't know if that's actually the other way around which is uh, another topic we talked about we'll probably be later on movies which was um <laughs> yeah. yeah games based on movies so i don't know if that was i think tron might be one of those uh, yeah i think you're right movies. actually all right yeah man uh 122 million at the box office for mortal kombat um i think on a budget of 18 million so that definitely did good why they made this next movie (laughs) (laughs) oh this is something go ahead if you want to kick this one off all right so with the uh success of mortal kombat blowing up and obviously hollywood going in a frenzy thinking how they can love the franchise and get more money out of it they release Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That was a letdown <laughs> to say the least. Like coming out the first one, but it just seemed like this was a rush job through and through for the sequel. This was for our young fans. If you're listening, this was like uh, we can compare this to uh, don't don't hate me, but like Rise of Skywalker, where everything's kind of. <laughs> <up so> <laughs> <laughs> I love Star Wars, man. But it, this this movie for sure for me, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I was like, okay. Uh, Part three came out of the game, and we got to make sure everything from that game is in this movie. That sounds like that's what, to me, the directive was, either from the IP right. owner. Uh, yeah, everybody Midway. needs a team. <laughs> John Tobias was probably, uh, you know, hey, make sure this is in the movie. Make sure this is in the movie. And the director's like, okay, uh, guess we'll try to make it fit. Well, we'll do we get a smoke in this scene somehow? Uh, <laughs> just like, what the hell? It's just too much stuff going on. And then it, it basically ends up becoming like, to me, I don't know what, how you look at that movie. I look at it like it's a commercial yeah. for the game. Like every scene is just so short. <laughs> and it, it, Starts off crazy, 
Johnny Cage gets killed, doesn't he? Yeah, he, I know. Same actor either, so. <laughs> <laughs> neck or something? I can't remember what exactly. Or am I thinking of something um, else? If he got his neck broken, I can't remember. Or if I'm thinking of something. Okay, he did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Like, he did. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Like, Katana was a huge part of this one. Am I, am I confusing that with the first? I know she's big on the first one as well. But I'm trying to think what she had to do with the second one now. Craig Hurt. Something about Sindel. Was she in the movie? Yeah, Sindel. And, yeah. <laughs> like everything is almost running they, to each other. Yeah, shotgun killing Johnny Cage, and then you know all these other warriors coming out and doing who knows what for whatever reason. You got Scorpion and Sub Zero together in this one. And <laughs> uh, th- let me sum this one up for you. This is uh, this is the idea of what would work in the '80s sometimes when. Um, you would make a film and then you would make a sequel to a film with different actors, but somehow it worked back in the 80s. Uh, it didn't work in the 90s. Yeah. Man. Like, the people going to the movies were a little more hit. Changes and all that. And characters. Was Robin Show the only original actor that came back? I think so, right? I think every other, and Talisa Soto, the Katana, but like everyone else was like replaced, man. There was a new raid in the mood. Sonya, new Johnny Cage. Well, everyone guy, must like, go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Shang Tsung was one of the oh, best parts. Obviously, yeah. he was dead from the first film, so he wasn't coming back. But yeah, it was kind of a tragedy. And the special effects, and uh, they tried to do a lot with this film. And we got Motaro. Uh, the... <laughs> it just looked bad. You by 90 standards, early 90 standards. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> definitely looked pretty bad. So I'm gonna go ahead and move on from this one. The budget for that one was 30 million. Uh, it made 51 million at the box office. Released out in 1997. And on to our next one. Uh, this one um, I saw briefly back in the day. So I rewatched it so you don't have to. Uh, Wind Commander. I only know one person ever that actually had this game. It was right. a computer game. Uh, PC games were a little <clears throat> more popular um, back in the day when, well, especially for RPGs and stuff, because a lot of consoles didn't handle RPGs that well. I think there was only a couple. Um, and those were more like text-based oh, yeah. RPGs, I think. But this, uh, again, this is a product of the 90s and <clears throat> someone making a film that really uh, never made a film before. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the creator, I think, of the game was the director of the movie. Yeah, so, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. It's got bad effects. Uh, it's stagnant a lot throughout the whole film. Um it has a decent cast, to be honest, like Freddie Prince and Matthew Lillard. The the French dude that comes out in there, David Suchet, he was in, uh, he's been in a couple films. Uh, he was in The Core. I don't Core. know, I know that movie, but I'll be with, uh, It's a apocalyptic movie. I think uh, oh, wow, okay. in it. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, an Armageddon type movie. Um, <clears throat> but he's in that movie, too. But he's really good, actually, in in that. Um, other than that, man, I wouldn't uh, recommend this film to anyone. Uh, budget for this film was like thirty million dollars, and uh, it only made about eleven million at the box office. So definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cat-like villains and... looking to eradicate humans. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not the best thing, man. Oh, my bad. I, I had the actor's name wrong, by the way. Uh, is his, he's the one with the weird name. <laughs> Sorry. His name's uh, Checky Cario, okay. I think his name is. Yeah, that's the dude. He's been in um, a lot of Luke Besson oh. movies, too. Uh, Luke Besson's yeah, famous from the Fifth Element. 
Cool. I think Valerian more recently. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it for Wing Commander, dude. On to the next one. All right. So the next one would be uh, another one based off a big video game franchise that blew up. Lara Croft Tomb Raider starring uh, Angelina Jolie, which I thought was a good pick. <laughs> uh, did uh, you I, like the movie? Yeah, it's been did a you long see the time. Movie? I remember like you know, when I watched it and hated it. I think it was great. And it was fun, you know, and, and there's not much you can do with that storyline. Different artifacts. Let's just go ahead. A bunch of people trying to stop her yeah. and some fun set pieces and stuff. And Angelina looked apart. I can't remember how much money had to make some a decent amount of money since they got a sequel greenlit and everything. Yeah, but yeah, this made a ton of money, man. It was, I bet, it had a big ass budget too. It was, uh, I think the budget was like 115 million. Uh, it made like 200. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty monstrous for that time. And I'll only say one thing about this film. It's like you said, it doesn't have a lot of story. It's a difficult, you know, game to transition into a movie because it's really, to me, those games yeah, are more like yeah, a lot games. of pulling levers and pushing blocks. So I would say uh, the only interesting thing to me about this film is Daniel Craig's. Oh, he was great at the movie. You guys know who that is? That's so James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I yeah. say about that movie. Um, I think we'll watch the next one. <laughs> will... It's worth yeah. the watch. Uh, Lara Croft so, Tomb Raider was released. All right, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2001 <laughs> Tomb Raider. Uh, next one, um, dude, uh, I'm going to try to keep it short on this one. It's going to be hard, but I really like Resident Evil. That's the next one on our list. Um, released in 2002. Um, I'm going to say these numbers get them out of the way. The budget for the movie was $33 million and it made about $103 million yep. at the box office. This movie, mm-hmm. to me, it was... I was hyped for this movie because I remember the game. And the game, was to me, was one of the first actual scary, you know, horror games that you could yeah. play at home, you know? Yeah, it was uh, PlayStation. nice little homage <laughs> to the zombie generation and all those movies. George A. Romero and... It was cool. It had a nice premise. It was fun, scary. Controls were a little odd, but uh, thank God it's better now. <laughs> but the movie uh, <laughs> was another one, along with like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, that were really, it was really hyped up and everybody wanted to check it out because everybody loved Resident Evil at that time. Yeah. And Mila Jovovich, the only thing that was weird was going to the films from the, from the games is like it didn't follow Joe Valentine or, uh, Chris Redfield, and so I'm like, well, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, and then the new kind of computer <laughs> that, yeah, that as far as I remember, but it's fun, yeah. Got the zombie yeah, dog, it's it's um, <laughs> I think to me, it's yeah, the zombie dogs, um, Michelle Rodriguez, Milojovic. Uh, you know, I like Colin Salmon a lot. That guy's in that movie, he was in uh, Arrow, I think he was like in the first, first okay. season, second season of Arrow. I can't remember. He played like his stepfather or whatever. I like that guy. He's a pretty good actor in that movie. It was a good movie for, I, like, I agree with you. It's not like a direct. It's not taking yeah. from the content that well. Um, but it's a good zombie flick. It's a good <clears throat> newer zombie flick, I guess you can yep. say. And then from here on out, as far as Resident Evil film franchise goes, I get them all mixed up. I don't know what's what anymore. <laughs> I got all apocalypse for the next one. And- <laughs> I power or not Joe, but uh, uh Jovich's character has powers, and then I I'm lost after that. It goes a little bit <clears> over <throat> the place after that. You want to go? All right. The so next the next movie? one is the sequel to Tomb Raider, so Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, and that was in 2000. 
three. And every time I look at this movie, I always forget the subtitle of it. And I always think of, I want to call it the Cradle of Filth because there's what? a band the called Cradle, you know, Cradle of. Yeah. I automatically have to say filth. So I think like it just looks wrong to me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna just run through this one fast. This one, um, it's very forgetful. You, you don't waste your time watching it unless you're like a diehard fan of Gerard Butler and you need to see everything. Or Angelina and, Jolie. Uh, <laughs> he was in this. <clears throat> or yeah, again. Uh, 95 million dollar budget less than the first movie but it made it didn't do quite as well at the box office okay. it made 160 million oh they didn't lose that so that's always good right that for what it's worth yeah that's true um the next film uh we're kind of running through these because these are just <laughs> getting worse and worse uh <laughs> the next one is house of the dead um released in 2003 okay. uh this is uh yeah the game um it yeah, it's very actually fun. fun. I, I remember going to one of those light games. Great America, and we had a friend of ours used to work there, and uh, he'd work in the games department in one of the arcades, mm-hmm. and he and I would play this. He would just hook it up, so I never wasted any money on the game, so we both beat it, and I remember having, like, nasty carpal tunnel on my finger after playing it. <laughs> I would hold the gun, like, at the third time, because my fingers would hurt, and uh, I was holding on my left hand, yeah. and a stick, like, my middle finger in from my right hand and started shooting like balls in a wet old western film. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear this. Yeah, that game, yeah, for me, I always think about it. I, I kind of, um, I, I was, when we were thinking about doing this, yeah. I was researching it a little bit because I remember playing it, but found out it was like, oh, yeah, the cool. virtual cop game that. I think it has the same that makes game sense. Engine. Well, yeah, it's, Vertical it, that's the same. how they got. So they use that same game engine and they did House of the Dead. I, I like those light games too. It reminds me of like Maximum Risk and uh, uh, Time the, Crisis. You know, area, I think it's Time yeah, Crisis Two, Area Fifty One. Those light games where you can you know shoot and um, the game was dope. <laughs> the movie was not. I'm not gonna tell you anything. <laughs> anything of worth. The only thing of worth in this film. Uh, he wasn't in, right. was in it. It was supposed to be a rave, right? It was a rave on this <laughs> island, and, and some people get there, and yeah, nobody's there but zombies, and yeah. some weird guy who kept people uh, alive with some kind of serum or something like that. Uh, Erica Durant oh, from uh, Smallville fame. Smallville <laughs> brief scene in there. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about it. If you if you want to <laughs> check it out, check it out, um, and. Uh, Jerg, I think it's Jurgen Prague now. The dude, he's been in a lot of films actually. He was like in Das Boot and Dune. Um, he's in there too. He was, uh, you remember Beer Fest? He was like the guy that ran the, the old guy, you know, he was like the main dude. Okay, yeah, he, he's awesome. Yeah, the old guy. Uh, yeah. another notable fact and, from this uh, is that this is directed by the director of a U Bowl. This was making horrible video yeah, game you both. Uh, movies. I'm sure in the next couple episodes we're gonna say his name a couple <laughs> yeah, times. He like got mad at people because <laughs> I, I, I think he quit the industry saying uh, he no was tired of making movies because everybody hated him for something. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you watch his movies and you're like, why is this at the theater? Uh, my wife was like, why is this came out at the theater? And it was like, yeah, you think it was on Sci-Fi Channel or something? Um, hey, I'm not knocking those movies. I'm just saying it's like. The budget was twelve million. It made thirteen million. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on, man. Uh, we got two left. Uh, this is uh, 
Yeah, so uh, do this one? next one will be Resident Evil Apocalypse, another zombie film. Obviously, there's a running theme here. That's a movie, it seems like. Uh, yeah, again, it came out in 2004. Yeah. Once again, directed by Paul. Was it? No, it was directed by Alexander Whipple. It was written by Paul W.S. Anderson. Direct sequel to the first one. Yeah. Middle Joe once again, thing. Uh, Alex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the plot was. How <laughs> like it picked up after the first one? Uh, it. Um, this one was. She found out she had abilities, and she started to find out that she was yeah, part of like um, a program. And okay. Nemesis yeah, is in this, this one. one so up, like the big I thought the third one, one was when she found out she had powers, and Nemesis there. So is this the one that had or uh, Mike Epps in it? Um, it's like yes, it's toward. You're right though. You're right. She finds she doesn't oh, okay, find so out that, okay. towards so that's the why end. I'm of thinking that. She's got. <clears throat> I remember the fun, fun <clears throat> film with uh, or the fun and, scene uh, I say with my guests running over a zombie saying GTA motherfucker. I remember being in the theater and laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's one of the main things I remember from the film. <laughs> at, at least in this one, <laughs> at least in this one, they did have some of the video. Yeah, uh, there, I think. You know, Absolutely, they had Charles yeah, Oliver, Joe Valentine, Carlos Oliveira um, was in there. So they started, yeah, putting into more of yeah. the. The game heroes into with the movies and that's good that's always good though this one did pretty decent too no i'm sorry uh, i didn't mean to go ahead i was saying that uh once again though like with other movies on the that we're talking about the execution probably wasn't the best thing yeah that's true um it uh it did pretty good at the box office too um 45 million budget 130 million at the box office so uh obviously um paul w sanderson he's Pretty good at you know making yeah. profit from films. that in Hollywood. So yep, that's that's how it is, man. Uh, anything else you uh, want to say about Resident Evil Apocalypse? Uh, no, it's got a cool cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do you think like I don't see. I'm not sure, and I, I don't recall if this came out before Walking Dead or after. Oh, okay. After the uh, comic was out. Uh, because there's there's similarities with the way True. she wakes up. Yeah, you're right. I do remember when how she wakes up. I do remember that, and obviously Walking Dead wakes uh, up. So. so it's funny because either one took from the other. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more likely... I think Walking Dead, the first issue, okay. was released in 2003 of the comic um, with Rick waking up in the hospital and everything. Um and the film was released okay. in 2004. And she wakes up in oh, Raccoon yeah. City's all gone. I guess it could have possibly been uh, some inspiration there, for sure. Yeah. That's probably one of the coolest parts <laughs> for me of that whole film. <laughs> but that's at the very beginning. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's fun, man. It's a, and, it's and a fun place. Very but, you know, again, it's not going a uh, tagline for the franchise. It's just fun, honestly. It's not anything to... You know, I can get a whole lot of great acting performances out of it. You're not looking for that in this type of movie. At least I'm not. Uh, you get them, hey, that, that's cool. It's a nice bonus. But uh, yeah. you just go along for the ride. You don't want to see zombies getting killed and cool scenes like that. And eat some popcorn and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this brings us to the last film, man. Uh, this is uh, Alone in the Dark, <laughs> 2005. <Yes. laughs> Uh, did, did you ever play this game? I believe I did. I, I I think I played the remake. I don't think I ever played the original, but I think they 
did like a revamp mm -hmm. remake that came out. I don't know if it was PlayStation or PlayStation 2. I have to go look that up, but I remember playing that. Never beat it. I think I just rented it at that time. It was still like renting games and stuff like that. Eh, yeah. it was okay. No, it was okay right. enough no, I for think them the to think they could make well, a movie about it. For the most part. <laughs> so I'm guessing they, they make a movie low budget. And because oh. the director, once again, <laughs> expert video game director, you bowl. <laughs> there he Later. goes. Uh, yeah, man. You know what, though? Um, the production value of this film was definitely a little, like miles and you know years <laughs> ahead of House of the Dead. It would it looked like a better film. Um, and the cast was better. They had Chris Slater, Stephen Dorff, yeah. um, Tara Reed. Yeah. Um, they had better actors, but the story was. I watched some of it and I was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to waste my life right now. Um, that is, it's, I guess, from what I was reading about the film, um, they had planned to release a fifth game and like Christian Slater was going to be like, he, oh, wow. his face was going to be on the cover of that fifth game too. So like supposedly this film was supposed to be a tie-in story to that fifth game and then the developers of the game decided to scratch Ooh. the game and start from scratch <laughs> wow and they still went ahead and released the movie so maybe that's why um yeah it, it was on a budget of 20 million and it only made 12 million at the box office because probably everyone's wow. like what the hell am i watching so that uh that kind of sums up that film man um and uh yeah, we kind of ran a little long, but uh, I don't know. What, what did you think about There's a overall? lot that I don't remember. I'd have to definitely rewatch some of them or read some more about them. So I can refresh my memory. But uh, definitely still have uh, I think the same thing about them as I did a week ago. <laughs> some of them I could do without. <laughs> or not ever watch, and you know, life will go on, and I'll be fine. Some of them I'm sure I'll watch again at some point, you know. Show my kids how how dumb things were. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, definitely, I agree. Uh, I think um, out of all these properties uh, we talked about tonight, um, I know Mortal Kombat. I think, I think they're making it's a new one next that. year sometime in twenty twenty one. When I know yeah. I think going on right now with the pandemic, pushing things yeah. off for uh, over amount of time it will be, and uh, hopefully it does release. You know and. That and uh, I think yeah, Marvel yeah, please so. they're making an animated film at Universal. So that should uh, I'm looking forward to those two things because I mean we grew up playing those games, man. So as long as there's movies about games that we played, yeah, especially if they're based on you know games that we really like. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, man, that does it for this episode of uh, the Dirty Dozen. I guess the on the next one we got a we got some interesting ones we gotta get so. <laughs> I'll send you that list. Alone in the Dark. <laughs> Sorry. And the award was the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, I guess. That was the worst actress was terrible. I think that movie. <laughs> it won for Worst Special Effects. It was nominated for Worst Song. You Bowl won for Worst Director. <laughs> Life of Go On Without uh, Watching that one again. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, I think it got like 1% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's really bad. Uh, yeah, don't waste your time, guys. Take it from us. Save your lives. <laughs> Save yourselves. Hey, yeah. And I'm sorry, Christmas Slater. I love you, dude. Robot. <laughs>
Yeah, I know some of them we give the best explanations or summaries, uh-huh. but uh, the good ones we, we will. <laughs> you know which ones to watch. <laughs> Definitely. Let me know when uh, your schedule opens Sounds up. Sounds good. We'll, do, we'll tackle the next set. All right, take it easy. All right, brother. So that was this week's episode. I'd like to say thank you to my guest, Ephraim Vega Jr. That guy is uh, my homeboy from way back when. And uh, I just want to say thank you to you guys listening. Uh, appreciate it. And also, sorry for any of the audio quality, you know, because of the pandemic and COVID, you know, a lot of people can't get together. So, you know, we do a lot of recording, you know, through phones and all kinds of other stuff, whatever we can do um, to try to get this content out. So thank you guys for listening and uh, tune into the next episode coming soon.